Hello and welcome to FML Fun My Life, a podcast brought to you by My Wall Street. Hi, I'm Marie. How are you? I'm good, Nicole. It's been a, another long week in the market with the market just tanking. So, you know, may as well talk about other topics. Yeah, exactly. We're, um, we have a very special interview for you guys today. We talked to Alex, who is an Irish NFT designer and kind of just, yeah, went into the basis of what an NFT is with her. And she also kind of explained um, how she kind of sees NFTs, if it's like an asset or if it's the artwork for her. She also talked a lot about the community aspect of the NFT world, which I actually found most interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the community thing with NFTs is something I knew nothing about. I've been kind of doing Mm -hmm. a bit of an NFT deep dive recently because I write about them sometimes in app. Mm -hmm. And that has meant that I lurk in Discord channels for certain types of (laughs) NFTs because I like want to know what's going on. I want to know what these people talk about. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's just them having conversations about, you know, the artist that's producing the NFT or things that they're interested in, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. one time I was actually on a Discord channel for a group of nfts that were called flower girls or something like that it's something like a bunch of celebrities were involved in anyway and they had a social channel on in, in the discord and i clicked into that one evening when i was having a little stock and they were having a movie night we talk all the time about the metaverse and living online and web3 and all that stuff and it was crazy to see these people in some ways kind of were living online and they had Mm -hmm. found a shared community. Their interest was NFTs and they were all watching a movie. Would you like to guess what movie they were watching? Oh, I have have no idea. National Treasure. (laughs) I've had to be it. You've never seen National Treasure? No. (laughs) Should I? Oh my God. I think it's probably a really American movie because it centers around Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence. So like, that's uh, yeah, yeah. very american but mm-hmm. it's worth it it's it's kind of like pirates of the caribbean kind of style okay okay i'll yeah. give it a watch i'll give it a watch this yeah. weekend and let you all know what i think <laughs> perfect our um, next episode will actually be on national treasure that be the, if the market <laughs> is still down we will do a 45 minute episode where we discuss nothing but national treasure don't tell them that they won't shoot <laughs> <laughs> i would listen to that <laughs> okay our next episode is not going to be about that. It's going to be really interesting. And we're actually thinking of doing a deeper dive into NFTs. Yes. Yeah, that, from I investment. do actually, that will be quite interesting. From a pure investment standpoint. Um, but yeah, Amory, do you want to give like the listeners a literal definition of what an NFT is to like an yeah. outsider? Just before we hop in and hear um, Alex give a definition, and she did it really well because she's quite positioned in terms of the relationship between the art and the artist and <laughs> and nfts and how they benefit them and i thought that was really worthwhile hearing um but from just a purely technical standpoint an nft stands for non-fungible token and they are a digital counterpart to maybe a trading card a comic book and even highbrow gallery art creators or brands produce digital pieces these can be you know visual art animations video clips tweets anything really uh, which they upload to marketplaces powered by the ethereum blockchain for a small fee once that art is minted on the blockchain it establishes an unalienable record detailing price ownership and transference this prevents the file from being digitally replicated even if an artist creates a visually identical piece they will have a dissimilar digital signature from a collector's point of view this eliminates the need for authenticators and protects owners from forgeries however an nft doesn't mean the image can't exist elsewhere on the internet or be shared Mm -hmm. it simply acknowledges that this is the original file and that all others are copies so me and Anne-Marie know very little about nfts so we're going to let an expert talk so Without further ado, here is the interview with Alex, and we hope you enjoy.
Hello and welcome to FML Fund My Life. We have a very special interview today with Alex, who is an NFT designer from Ireland. I actually met um, Alex when I was wor- remote working in the Canary Islands. So hi, Alex. You're very welcome. Hi, how are you? And of course, today with me also is my lovely co-host, Anne-Marie. How are you, Anne-Marie? I'm good. I like how you just subtly bragged that you lived in the Canary Islands. That was nice. <laughs> Always. I love I love getting that in somewhere. Yeah, you, know? you always have to plug it. You always have to be like, do you know who remote works? Me. Do you know where I am? A hot country. You know where I'm not? Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex is actually in Barcelona as well. So, Amory, you're the odd one out here. Yeah, fair enough. So, we're going to just dive into the first question, Alex. Um, so, for FML listeners who have no idea what an NFT is, can you explain briefly what it is, and how you became aware of them in the first place. Yeah, so um, an NFT is like a digital token, um, and basically it represents real-world items. So that could be a piece of art, a piece of music, um, it could be uh, in-game items, so um, weapons for uh, items in video games, um, and it could be a video. So that's basically what an NFT is. I understand that maybe that's a little bit hard to understand. So I actually asked some of my Twitter followers just to give like some more, more explanation. So I'll just say okay. one or two as well. So um, Joby PSD said it's selling paintings for magic internet money. <laughs> <laughs> and Muse NFT said an NFT is a chunk of digital data that records who a piece of digital artwork belongs to. So um, basically, yeah, it's a token that. Um, it records like a signature, so it records my signature as an artist, and so people know it's authentic, it's by me, and then the person who buys it, it records that they have bought it, that they've owned it, so they have like an ownership over this piece. Cool. Well, you mentioned there that you're kind of the artist, you're responsible for designing the artwork for these NFTs, so I'm wondering, how did you end up getting into designing NFTs, and were you an artist previously? Were you working in graphic design kind of before this? Um. Yeah, so I... I was a graphic designer before, and I actually studied graphic design in Ireland. And um, I had been doing that for a couple of years, just freelance, I was doing commissions work. And then I actually, I went to the Canary Islands to remote work, (laughs) (laughs) where I was told. And um, I remember seeing online all the stuff about NFTs, and I had actually, like a few months earlier, looked into it, I watched a video, and kind of forgotten about it. I was really interested, but it seemed so complex at the time. And then what happened was, um, when I was in Mary's, it kind of started building popularity, and I felt like, okay, maybe I should try this thing. So um, I looked up some videos on YouTube. Um, there was one artist called Poocious, and he was, um, or yeah, he was a 17-year-old artist, and um, just really inspiring. And um, how he was just making paintings in his room, and then he like sold them for hundreds of thousands, and really made a name for himself. So that really inspired me, and that's really where I I wanted to get into NFTs. Um, and because I had already been making my own like more artistic pieces on the side of my commissioned work, I kind of thought, okay, well, this is a chance for me to actually be able to make my own work and represent myself and my feelings um through artwork so i said okay i i'll i can now sell like my pieces and i'm like yeah i like to create so that's how i got into like creating nfts um and designing nfts yeah 
And I think um, I think it would be it's interesting that the whole anonymous part of NFTs. So mm-hmm. if you're watching this podcast over on my, my Wall Street's YouTube account, you'll notice that you're kind of covering your identity. Can you yeah. kind of explain why that is and why it's kind of a part of NFT yeah. world? So basically, um, because NFTs are all digital, it's kind of like a new realm for people. Um, and you can be whoever you want to be. So a lot of people, this is why a lot of people buy, um, you know, you see a lot of people buying avatars or, you know, like people will say monkey JPEGs or whatever um, to represent themselves. So an NFT is kind of a way to represent yourself. Um, and it doesn't matter what gender or race or anything like that. You are, you can be who you want um, without being judged. And you're more likely to be judged on your merit, what you do for your community, um, like who you are, like if you're a kind person. So I think for a lot of people, that's really freeing that they feel they don't have like that societal pressure of like people yeah. seeing you. It's like, well, that's you know, that's a man or a woman or you know, and immediately making a bias. Like you, you know, so you kind of escape that and be who you want to be. So yeah. it's great in that way, and I think that's why a lot of people love NFTs and like this kind of digital world is that yeah, you feel like you can truly be yourself yeah. um, and not be judged. That's really cool. Yeah, and that makes sense actually because I see a lot of um, NFT designers and um, they have their you know profile picture as their artwork, but I suppose it's also as well to hide their identity, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people, you know, one of the biggest projects is Board Apes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people own Board Apes, and no one really knows who they are, but mm-hmm. they're part of like the community, like the NFT community, the Board Ape community. And they've made friends that way. They build communities, and yeah, it's just all on their merits. So we don't know who could be behind that. You know, if it's someone from India or Japan or America. Um, but yeah, we, it's great because yeah, you don't judge people then. You just um, see what they're really like. Yeah. Another great thing about your work is that, like, I read actually something that there's not a lot of women um, NFT designers. So it's quite mm-hmm. rare that you're a woman and an Irish one as well. Because I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's it's quite new to Ireland, I believe. So like, what do you think has been your biggest success since starting your NFT design and journey? Um, I think success wise, I mean, when I started, I remember my first piece I sold for around like $200. Mm-hmm. And like at the time I thought like that was amazing. But yeah. I think my, my highest sale to date has been around like $3,000. Wow. Um, so that was like a big achievement for me because it was actually one of the currencies that are used by um, NFTs. It's all bought using cryptocurrencies, like digital mm-hmm. currency, um, which you can buy using regular money. You basically just buy it through a wallet. Um, so yeah, it had been one Ethereum had been around three thousand dollars at that stage. So that was like a big milestone for me. Like okay, like I'm gonna make one Ethereum for my work. So that was a big accomplishment for me. Yeah. And um, also just getting like recognition from people outside of um, like my regular community. Like I was followed by Paris Hilton and I had my work shared by her and some other people. So cool. Yeah. So for me, like that was really cool. Um, and it was cool to see like people seeing my work, uh, you know, who were like known figures and stuff. You know what I mean? So that was like, definitely something big for me as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I was fangirling when you said Paris Hilton followed you. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> I would be interested to hear you maybe briefly talk about the benefits of creating art on the blockchain, maybe in comparison to the way that you created art previously. I know that there's um, 
an ability for you to make money off of subsequent sales. So say, you know, that initial piece is sold for $200, maybe in the future, you know, a reseller is going to sell that for $100,000. You will actually be able to make money from that or maybe even talk about the guarantees of authenticity that come along with NFTs. Yes. So yeah, one of the biggest thing I think for artists, especially independent artists, is that you can make royalties off your artwork like quite easily. So I can set up any royalty amount that I want on my NFT. Like it could be, you know, 90%, it could be 50%, um, but usually people do 10%. Mm-hmm. So if my work sells down on the secondary market, I'll get 10% of that, which is really great as like a passive income. Mm-hmm. And I know nowadays a lot of people look for like passive income income streams it's going to be hard to find and um, yeah it's just nice sometimes when you wake up and you have an email like oh your key sold on the secondary market and you have that extra money um that's really one of the big benefits of doing nfts and um, another benefit is a certificate of authenticity so in the traditional art world there's always like scandals because people will you know find out that a famous piece that was fake the whole time um, or they find it really hard to trace back if like something was made by an artist or their students, you know, at the Renaissance period. So it can be really hard to authenticate like if it's real or not. Um, and basically with NFTs, you have the actual artist saying, this is by me, uh, it's my name is attached, um, my wallet address is attached. So if you buy this, like you're buying for me. And that will be on the blockchain forever. So basically, in the future, if anyone checks, you know, in 200 years, they'll know, okay, that was Alex who uh, put that piece up and it's really by her, you know? Um, so that's definitely two of the big advantages um, and benefits of NFTs. Cool. And that's great. Actually, that passive income is so important. It's actually such yeah. a big... Plus, I'm going to start uh, getting my drawing pad out so I can become <laughs> a designer, maybe. Like, I'm useless at it, but, like, oh, my God, that like that extra income is so cool. But, Nicole, um, your your passive income is your investments. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I meant to say that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, there you go. Um, Plug the company. Yeah. <laughs> I meant another one. I meant another one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I know, Alex, that you also invest in other designers nfts so can you tell us a bit about that process how do you pick them and yeah. then also what are you looking for in an nft um for it's uh, is it around its artwork or the artist or the nf community what things do you look out for when you buy an nft so me personally i think there's a couple of things i look for i definitely look for um uh, maybe an artist that I've known before or an artist who has a good track record, like maybe they've already sold um, some of their own pieces that weren't in the collection. Um, and yeah, maybe they have a community around them. Like that would definitely be something big for me that I would definitely research the artist um, or just like what they've been doing for the community. That would definitely be a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's important is just to pick something that you like um, because everyone wants to pick something that they think is going to make money. Um, but if you only have limited resources, like if you have 3000 and you're going to spend it on something, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Things can go up, they can go down. Um, and I think you would rather have something you like um, if it goes down instead of having yeah. something you don't like if it goes down, you know? So it's definitely important to pick something that you actually connect with, a piece of artwork that you really enjoy. Um, I definitely think that's super important. And an artist that you connect with well and that you really believe it i think is really important um of course there is like a 
artists who have previous projects that are already successful. That's like a lot easier because then you know, okay, like this person was successful before. If I make an investment in them, like I have less risk. Um, for example, one person who I invested in was Betty White, and she has a collection called Dead Fellas. Um, she's actually a female creator and a mother, and she says like NFTs changed her life. She's really inspiring, so that drew me to her project. Um, and she had a second project called Dead Friends, and basically, I bought one of these Dead Friends, I think for zero point one five ETH, which maybe was around three hundred dollars ish, and then I think I sold it for uh one thousand eight hundred dollars later on a couple of weeks later so that was like a, one of my best investments i guess but um yeah i already knew that because i had been following her i already knew like she was legit i thought she was a cool person i enjoyed the art and yeah that made me make a good decision rather than just okay this is what everyone else is buying like mm-hmm. just wait chill out and be in the community for a while and see what you like I think that's really important to not just like buy head first, take some time to research. Mm -hmm. You talked there about buying and selling NFTs. So I'm wondering, do you consider yourself an NFT trader? I don't know if that's the correct terminology. Do you buy and sell frequently? And is it kind of something that you do in order to make a profit? Or maybe you, you know, want to free up capital to buy another NFT you become interested in? What's kind of your decision making there? So I definitely say I'm an artist first um, and maybe a trader second, but I don't do as much trading anymore. I try to focus on selling my own um, artworks, but definitely I, because I've been here for a while, I've experienced trading. So I've had like gains and I've had losses um, and I have that experience under my belt. But now, unless I know it's a really good deal, I'm not going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I still do it. Um, but yeah, I just try to focus on myself. And because like, yeah, like I said, I know um, the community now, like when Betty had that, project though I knew okay like I know I should invest in this um I know it's going to be a good trade so yeah I definitely think trading is secondary for me I know for some people like they're solely traders um and they just trade in the NFT space and then there's people who are solely artists and they just sell their work um, and there's also collectors who sold, um, only buy from independent artists who don't don't buy it to trade they buy it just because they love the artwork Mm-hmm. Um, and if they make a profit, great, but they're really just passionate about art. So, yeah, there's definitely two sides, I think. Like, there's definitely more of a trading side and more of an art side. And they don't always necessarily correlate. You know, some people who trade never buy it for the art, you know, mm-hmm. and some people who buy it for the art would never trade. So, yeah, there's yeah. definitely two different groups within NFTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've kind of answered my next question there, but I was just going to mm-hmm. ask, like, do you think of NFTs first as a piece of art or as an asset? But it seems you lean more towards the art side of things. Yeah, I think, you know, like in a general sense, like if someone said an NFT, like I think of it as the the token, you know, um, and I think of it as, yeah, like a digital asset. Um, I just use it to make paintings. Like I use it to... Um, put up my paintings and sell my paintings but yeah i definitely think it's actually more of a digital token and that's more of what an nft is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah so speaking of assets mm-hmm. i think our fml listeners might be interested do you invest in stocks or any other traditional assets um i actually don't <laughs> um 
I have intended and I would like to get into it. I think that I do at the moment just try to trade within NFTs and within crypto. Like I do own a lot of different cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And so at the moment, that's where I'm kind of putting my additional income. Um, but in the, in the future, I probably would try out stocks, I guess. For me, um, you can make a lot of gains with cryptocurrency right now, um, but it's very risky. And then traditional stocks are definitely way safer. So they both have pro pros and cons. Even though traditional stocks are slower, it is worth it um, if you want more security and play the long game, you know? So, yep. yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense because you already in that community, you know so much about it, you have that knowledge. So yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Focus on one. You're focusing on one thing, which is exactly um, yeah. Like yeah. like I said, I do think traditional stocks are like are great as well. I would like to do it in the future. Just right now, I'm trying to just focus on one thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's a lot of benefits to traditional stocks as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, not to put a put a damper on things, but maybe in a, a hypothetical. If the NFT market were to end tomorrow, I don't know how that would happen. I, I assume like all servers in the world would have to go offline or something. Um, do you would you do you see this blockchain technology going on to be used in other ways, like the idea of um, you know it preventing like fraud and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, I definitely think it, it will. Um, I think like no matter what happens, like it, it will keep going on. I think a lot of people think like oh you know like NFTs are a bubble. Or this blockchain technology is like a bubble and it's going to burst and it's just going to go away. But from my experience, like before I was in NFTs, I thought the same thing. This is just a fad and it's probably going to go away. And then once I joined, I realized, oh, actually, there are so many people who are really passionate about this, who really believe in the technology, um, developers and software engineers and, you know, people who have been working in like industries for a long time. And they're working really hard on it. Um, and they definitely believe that it can be used in a lot of different ways. We even see like Mark Zuckerberg changing Facebook to Meta, like the company name, which is like a huge representation of like this digital identity that people are kind of yearning for. Um, especially in modern day, I think there's less privacy. I yeah. think you can go out on the street, anyone can record you or anyone can, yeah, like anyone can do what they want. Um, with your image. And um, I think people um, feel like nowadays, like there's a lack of privacy. And this digital world gives you that privacy again. This blockchain technology gives you that privacy again. And yeah, I think that's basically why it will keep on going on. And then also, there's a lot of people who want to, you know, um, use blockchain, sorry, excuse me, blockchain technology in different ways. They want to use it to, you know, okay, instead of buying a house traditional way, a blockchain contract and we can buy it that way so i definitely think people want to kind of go into that instead and they have all these ideas and it's so new it will take some time but yeah i think even if the market like kind of um changes like like even in traditional stocks the market changes and sometimes it's bad sometimes it's good even if the market's really bad like it's, it's always i think you might go back <laughs> yeah. yeah that kind of feeds into um, my next question, and maybe a wrap-up question to bring it back mm -hmm. to the kind of investment perspective for our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering, do you think the current NFT market, which seems to be in quite a hype cycle at the minute, is sustainable? And maybe where do you see it going in the future? So I think, is it sustainable? Like, I definitely have questioned that myself a few times. Like, is it sustainable? 
I think what people don't realize is NFTs actually follows um, cryptocurrency a lot. So if something happens with, for example, Ethereum, what happens with NFTs? Um, if Ethereum is too high, people will buy less NFTs um, because they're trying to invest in Ethereum right now because it's going so high. If Ethereum is too low, people won't invest in NFTs either because they're probably going to wait for it to go up a little bit. So really the best time to invest in NFTs is when it's in the middle, between like two and $3,000. Um, I think it's the best time for people to invest. Um, and I think um, cryptocurrency goes through cycles every couple of years where it will like go very low or go very high. Um, and for that reason, that will probably affect NFTs as well. So I do think um, right now, like there's so much money going into it, like probably, isn't sustainable right now for like the long run but i do think yeah as it goes in cycles it will come back so you know every three or four years is probably a new cycle and um, so even if you buy something now and it loses its value you can still hold on to that for the next few years and the cycle will probably repeat itself then and it will be worth more then and it will also have a more historical value because it's older mm -hmm. so you know nfts have only begun really in 2017 2018 so if you own an NFT from back then, it's worth a lot of money because it was like the beginning. Mm -hmm. And like right now, um, like in five years, if another cycle began, um, and you own an NFT from right now, that that would be worth a lot because it's like, okay, you bought this NFT in 2021 and in 2022, and now it's 2025. And, you know, this is the first five to 10 years of NFTs. Like in yeah. three years, how much is that going to be worth? So I definitely think people need to think about that, like the long term. Rather than right now, like, you know, if the bubble's going to pop, you know what I mean? I think people sometimes just think about, yeah, like, is it sustainable right now? There's a lot of money going in. Um, like I said, I think traditional markets have this as well, where things go up. Yeah. If it wasn't sustainable, it kind of drops and then it slowly builds again. Um, so, yeah, I think people should think about it in that sense rather than, you know, oh, it's just going to completely go away and everything is going to go to zero. I think people think about that a lot. Um, and focus on that and, and you know have a fear of that um, mm. where I just try to think into the next cycles and a lot of other traders as well that I follow and that I listen to and who've been cryptocurrency for years they think in that way as well they don't think of like right now they think of the next cycle and cycle after that so yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think that's um, a smart approach about like not seeing it as that and even the way you value the art first not mm -hmm. as yeah. not as the asset first so you're actually doing it because you're a designer and you have passion passion for yeah. art and you mm -hmm. value that creators are actually getting you know the value for what their work now things yeah. can't be like copied and you get like recognition so that's really cool yeah. so I think, um oh sorry i don't want to interrupt um, <laughs> yeah no go ahead no go ahead i think like people they think of nfts and they think okay like yeah they think of it in this time and that it's going to go away but i think a lot of people in nfts don't think of it that way they think of you know people like andrew warhol and um, who just had a huge sale the other day um for one of his most iconic pieces like 195 million wow. people think about it like that like you know like years and years later like this is an artist's artwork and it's going to gain value like more than mm. the traditional world Mm. So people definitely think about it like that, where I think a lot of people on the outside just think of it as, you know, oh, these are just these pictures. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. But, yeah, people think of it as an actual, uh, like, like the traditional art world, just yeah. in a way.
Yeah, I, I was I was wondering if like maybe you see like an art history of, of NFTs emerging. Like we would have artists you'd be like, oh, this was the high renaissance of of NFT creators. You know, the, these were the high end because sometimes you go on like um, you see ridiculous accounts of an NFT that sells and it's like one line on a white sheet because someone was just trying out like, oh, how do I make an NFT? I wonder how to do that. Um, so do you see kind of the cream rising to the top in the NFT market where there will be like widely acknowledged artists? Yeah, I definitely do. And I think, especially right now, I think, like, I'm seeing that. I see so many incredible artists come in around 2017, 2018. There is projects from that time. For example, CryptoPunks was the first big collectible project. Um, and that has a historical value because of that. Like, everyone says, okay, like, that's part of the history. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started in March last year, like, uh, like there was another few artists that I thought were incredible. Um, but most of it I thought, yeah, it's okay, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine, the artwork. Um, but now I think like there's people who are joining NFTs that I actually followed for years before that I followed like on Instagram, on social media, YouTube, and I really looked up to, for example, and um, one of them is called Rick Lee. He has been around for a long time and he joined NFTs only a small few months ago. And I was messaging him, I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's great to see you here. And, um, you know, it was just amazing to have this person and to be able to talk to them and communicate with them because before I would never have done that because they were so beyond me and that's so big. Um, so yeah, I definitely see the artists joining now who have already been around for like 10 plus years. Their artwork is incredible. They have so, all these skills behind them. And, uh, yeah, you see like a really good quality of artwork now, mm-hmm. uh, compared to even one year ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's more competition in the market as well because of that like amazing um artwork and i also think as well a lot of people they just see on the news you know board apes and they look at that and say okay um like like you know maybe people don't like that art style and they prefer a different art style so they say this looks like a cartoon and i'm not really into that um and because of that like yeah they just discredit it completely but if you go onto sites like, for example, Super Rare is one of the biggest NFT platforms and also Foundation, you will see a lot of artists who just make one piece and um, who are just regular artists who have incredible work. And that's where you really see lives being changed and where you really see, you know, these smaller independent artists and like the, the real communities is where that's where you really see that instead of looking at the big huge projects, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, that get all the attention. It's good to look at these smaller uh yeah, smaller artists and smaller projects. Yeah. So if any of our listeners kind of want to learn more about NFTs, I know you have a few accounts that can um yeah, really. kind of they should follow or they should like they'll they'll be able to kind of learn more about the whole process or even get inspiration. Yeah. So um I have a few names here. Yeah. So on Twitter, you can find Real Cato OG, um, Real Cato, so it's K-A-T-O, and then OG. Um, and well, his name is Cato. He's a really great person, and he's always sharing a lot of artworks from independent artists, so it's a great way to find smaller artists who are up-and-coming. Um, another person is Guy Norcal, so G-Y-N-O-R-C-A-L, stands for Guy in North California. Uh, and he is also a great person for in, uh, investing in smaller artists, uh, sharing a lot of amazing artworks. Um, he's really into actual photography, so you'll see a lot of photography works being shared and bought by him. And then one of the biggest collective in our community is Kryptonish. 
So it's C-O-R-Y-P-T-I-N-I-S-H. And he is actually a huge fact in our community. Um, I think on foundation alone, he spent more than 2 million on uh, independent artists and has one of the biggest NFT collections. And he's super down to earth. You can join Twitter and message him and he'll write back to you. And wow. all the people here on this list will write back to you. And, and if you tweet on their tweets and interact with them, they'll interact back. So um, yeah, great people to talk to. Um, and definitely people I recommend to follow if you want to um, get into NFTs or you're thinking about investing. Yeah, great. Well, we'll link all of them in the description below and also Alex's Twitter so you can follow along on her journey. But so that's a really a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on and teaching us all about NFTs. Yeah, no problem. And if anyone ever wants to um, message me on Twitter, um, I will write back and um, I will write back all the comments. I also have some threads on marketing and NFTs, how to market, um, and I can share those with you as well. If anybody ever wants some help from the same thing they're investing amazing thanks so much again thank you so much (laughs) so that's a wrap for the interview we really hope you enjoyed it it was great wasn't it emory yeah i've learned a lot it's always uh interesting to hear things from other people's perspectives Mm. so if you would like to give us a follow on our socials you can find us on instagram at fun my life podcast on twitter at my wall street hq and on TikTok at Madrid. And finally, if you're ready to start your investing journey and looking for resources, check out My Wall Street's Getting Started podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts or download the My Wall Street Learn app. Both are linked below. Thank you and see you next time.